1: Peter Finley, 106.7 The Fan. We have Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew getting ready to give us their in-the-season press conference over in Ashburn. Ready yet, Nevin? Let's go to it right now.
0: Um, you know, have you – or I guess let's start with Ron. For Ron, have you, have you had a chance to speak with the ownership yet to get just kind of parameters on, you know, what this offseason may look like and, and what you're able to do this offseason?
2: Well, uh, very briefly, very simple. And for the most part, um, I will meet with them. Both on, uh, not just I, but we will meet with them on Monday.
0: And then as far as any staff changes, are you anticipating significant change there?
2: What I'm doing right now is finishing up the process I told you guys I was going to go through as far as evaluations and conversations and stuff like that.
3: For both of you, do you worry that the potential sale will affect the, your ability to make moves in the offseason? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I don't worry about that. I mean, we're, we're really focused on what we need to do to get better for next season. And uh, that's totally out of our hands. I don't worry about things I can't control.
2: Pretty much the same. I mean, we're, we're going to do what we're supposed to do as far as getting ourselves ready to, to go forward. You know, we've got to look at um, you know, what's coming up in the draft, what's coming up in free agency. We look at what we have on our roster and, and finish those evaluations. Uh, finish the evaluations of, of, of myself, the staff, and what we do.
3: What is your plan at quarterback, and do you expect Carson Wentz to be with the team next season?
4: Yeah, we're currently working through all that and having discussions. We're still in that kind of uh, season review process. Um, over the next few days, we'll be talking about all those things and um, trying to sort that out. we got to talk about budget, what we have to spend, uh, how we want to allocate resources, evaluate depth uh, in terms of draft and free agency, where those positions are and where we think we can add talent. Um, So we're we're working through all that right now. What did you make of the quarterback play this year, Martin? I mean, we've heard from Ron on
3: a weekly basis, but what's your assessment of it?
4: Yeah, I mean, I I think we had, uh, you know, several talented guys. All all those guys have have ability, have talent. Uh, As I mentioned to you guys before, we did a lot of work on Carson. Uh, we knew a lot about him—the good, the bad, the ugly. We thought he was a good fit for how we wanted to play football. Um, we weren't able to play the style of ball we wanted to play the first couple of games, as you as you guys saw. Uh, didn't have B Rob. Didn't have the really. Didn't have the run game going the way that, that we wanted it going. Um, you know, we were two to one, pass run, uh, which is not our formula. As you saw this last game, we were two to one, run pass. You know, for every time that we threw the ball, we ran the ball twice that's that's how we want to play. we weren't able to, able to play that way early in the season with Carson um but he's he's a very talented guy um second overall pick uh we did a lot of work on him talking to people about his play about him his uh his his uh, presence in the locker room and the whole deal. We felt very very comfortable bringing him in and we thought we he would fit how we wanted to play um with regard to Taylor he's just been exceptional you know since I've been here. Prior to me getting here, obviously played great in that playoff game against Tampa Bay. Uh, last year, we signed Ryan Fitzpatrick to start him. He played 16 snaps. Taylor played the whole season for us last year. Uh, this past season, um, you know, we brought Carson in. He just he just he he waits his turn, and when his turn comes, he steps in and he plays great football for us. So, he was instrumental, I thought, in salvaging our season. Uh, I thought he did a really good job getting us back on track and getting us back to winning games. Um, as far as Sam, I mean, you guys saw he, he was impressive. Uh, first start for him, to, his first pass being a touchdown pass. You know, we kind of were like, hey, just keep doing that. You know, <laughs> so uh, yeah, he got off to a really good start, and there's going to be a lot of evaluation process for him as well. We, you know, we'll see where it all shakes out. And Ron, you've briefly highlighted some areas of the team that you think you need to improve on, but for you
3: specifically coach decision maker where, where do you think you can be better to better position this
5: team for more success
2: well i just kind of like the direction we've headed you know I, I know one of the things we talked about was was taking a big step from last year you know being in year three and you know we didn't quite get into the playoffs like we wanted to but the biggest thing that we did was we took the kind of step i think that gives us the uh the right direction headed you know that that puts us where we want to be um I think again, if we can go out and we can add some, some, some talent in some areas, uh, continue to work on what our formula is. I think it gives us uh, an opportunity to, 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 to continue to grow and get better. Um, for me personally, I just want to continue to, to grow as a, as a football coach, continue to look at the things that we do um, and see how we can improve them, uh, see how we can utilize the talent that we have. Um, you know, And then as a decision maker, continue to collaborate with, with, with Martin and his staff of guys and, 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 and scouts and so we can make uh we can make good decisions going forward you know we i think we've done a pretty good job trying to put talent in place um you look at some of the things that we've done with some of the young guys and development you've seen in some of the young guys i think it's very promising i think some of the things that we did and one of the things that we did during the draft and mark martin orchestrated it was a trade in the first round um so we could go backwards picked up jahan we picked up b rob we picked up sam uh we picked up um Cole Turner. I mean, four young guys that we think can be part of what we're doing going forward, and those are the kind of things that you know we, we want to be able to get better at, you know, and continue to find that kind of talent because, you know, the, one of the things that when 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 Martin and Marty came in, we talked about was roster building as much as we can through the draft and putting those pieces into place. You know, a couple of examples of some of those pieces that really stepped up for us, uh, we were very happy about was 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 uh, Defoe. You know, a young man that came in and, and did a really nice job for us. Um, you know, those are the kind of things that we're looking for through this draft, through, through these draft processes that we've gone through.
5: Ron, you talked about improvement, but maybe not getting over the hump. How would you view maybe staff changes or, or front <clears throat> office changes getting you back into the playoffs?
2: Well, I think, um, you know, you, we're going to evaluate and see how we can get better more so than anything else. I mean, it, it, there's a fine line when, when you start doing things. Um And when you do them, you've got to make sure that you're doing them for the right reasons and they're going to create the right opportunities for you.
5: And then, Martin, I wanted to ask, for for the past two years, you guys have tried the veteran quarterback route. Hasn't worked, injuries have derailed things. How does that two years of experience impact how maybe you pursue quarterbacks
4: this season? Well, you know, you pretty much have to enter every season and look at the entire landscape of what's available. And I thought we did a really good job of that last year. You know, um, we talked about drafting guys. We talked about who we could trade for, and we talked about free agents. And we went through the entire process of all those guys and did a very thorough evaluation. We will do the same thing this year. We're not going to rule out acquiring a, a, a vet. Uh, we'll we'll go through the entire landscape of who's available. We'll evaluate them, and we'll get to a consensus on somebody.
5: And, Ron, obviously the defense take a big step back uh, forward this year. Deron Payne a big part of that. How important is he to the – off-season plans.
2: Well, we think he's he's a piece. He, you know, he, he, he fits the formula of what we want to do and how we want to play, uh, and he's got the skill set that, that that you would like to have. Um, you know, we think his presence on the football field was outstanding this season, and he did a lot of good things for us. And it is most certainly you know something that um, you know we have to talk about and make sure we can uh, figure it out as we go forward.
3: Ron, after struggling to find an answer at quarterback the last few years, why do you feel like this off season will be different? Like, well, for the end result to be better.
2: Well, I think uh, starting it, going into it, I think we're in a, we're in a, a much better place.
3: And um, Martin, just what did? Um, oh, never mind. Sorry. Uh, also, Ron, um, with going through your experience in Carolina when there was an ownership change, how did? That off season before um, the team was actually sold, how can that impact or how can that experience guide you how you go about uh, this offseason? Well,
2: the biggest thing is in, in, in Carolina when, when I went through that, it was pretty much run. You've got to do business as normal. And that's what we tried to do. We tried to stay business as normal. We, we prepared for the draft like we normally did. Um, we tried to put all the pieces into place like we normally would. Uh, we, we went out and did the free agency thing. Uh, like we normally would. So, really, it didn't impact those things because, you know, for the most part, if, you know, if you stop working, you know, they may not get that type of product you want.
6: Coach, obviously you feel good about Kendall Fuller, Derek Forrest, uh, all those other people, starters in the secondary. But how do you feel like the depth players and maybe the rookies in that group sort of developed throughout the season?
2: Well, I I think, you know, after we made the uh, William Jackson trade – you know, you could see the the need to put the young guys out there. Uh, one thing that did happen, though, is you know when when you trade a veteran player, now you're instantly getting into your 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 depth. And so we had a group of young guys that we were working on um, that now had to step up. Um, one guy who did step up that really helped us out an awful lot. And I wouldn't call him a young guy; he's just Danny Johnson. You know, he continues to, to to be prepared, be ready to play, and every time he's had an opportunity, he's helped us out and done a really nice job. Uh, we got several young guys that we got to find out more about. Um, and they'll get opportunities once we get into the off-season workout program. Um, but you know, Christian Holmes is a young man who, who did some good things, and, and you know, had, did have a, a couple of tough outings, or actually one tough outing against the Giants. But he's a young guy that shows some promise, especially on special teams. He was he was a tremendous uh, contributor there for us. Uh, very pleased with what we got from from Percy. Thought, you know, Percy had a great opportunity this past Sunday and, and really showed up, uh, showed out that he is capable. And again, he he excelled on special teams. With wild goose who, who a guy we, we gave some opportunities on early on I mean, we threw him right into the fire and and you know he tried to play nickel and learn um, but it was tough anytime you come in, in the middle of the season and you're expected to pick things up instantly um, Castrofield's fields another young man that we, we, we plucked and and uh, grabbed him um, on the uh, final cutdown day is a guy that some people wanted to put on their practice squad but he's a guy we grabbed and we had him on the 53 until he got hurt um, so we've got a good group of young guys that we're curious about um, we most certainly do look to add to that group. You know, and talking with Martin earlier, you know, some things that we got to look at, that's one of the positions we most certainly want to see if we can add some more depth to, whether it's through free agency or through the draft. But, you know, it's, it is an, it is a position of, uh, of interest for us.
3: For all for of you guys, Taylor Heineke has said he, he would like to come back or be open to coming back. Are you guys open to, to Taylor coming back in some capacity?
2: Yes. I, I think, again, all our guys are guys that we're going to evaluate and, and see where they fit for us. Um, you know, Taylor is a guy that, you know, has done some really good things for us.
3: Uh, Martin, the, the offensive line, you guys made some changes there last year. How did you evaluate the offensive line this year and and do you foresee the same some same similar kind of changes this year?
4: Yeah, well, we, we you know, we're we're evaluating every position now. So, uh, the offensive line, obviously, um, you know, there's 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 a need, I think, uh, to continue to add young people to that to that group. To get younger, there uh, we've had a number of injuries over the last couple of years. We got to evaluate that process and why mm-hmm. that happens. Um, but no, those guys, when when we play our formula and our style of football, those guys play play very well for us. Martin, you just, this offseason, I just seat. want to echo
2: real quick on that too. You know, unfortunately, the the position that's really you know we've had a lot of injuries is, is center, and it's something we got we got to like Martin said, we got to look at and figure out how we can you know solidify that group and hopefully not have to go through that again.
0: Um, Martin, um, with the way the defense has played this year, a lot of guys most likely going to come back next year. Do you see yourself, your guys as a franchise, being able to get a young quarterback and then build the offense around that quarterback?
4: Yeah, well, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. You know, it's it's complementary football. Um, Like I said, our formula of football is playing great defense, running 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 the ball, having the quarterback utilize play action off our run scheme. That's what has worked for us. Um, so we plan to build it that way. Our defense did well this year, finish up I think third in yards, uh, seventh and no maybe seventh in yards third in scoring but our defense played well down the stretch slow start but played really well overall. We want to build on that. Uh, keep adding quality players to our defense uh, you know find the right quarterback to lead us and play our play our brand of football next year.
0: And, Ron, you've done a great job this season of shielding your players and making them focus on the task at hand week, every week. We um, were talking to them in the locker room after the game yesterday. They said that they really ride for you and that they really feel like you love them for real, and that's a direct quote. But for you as a coach, being such a player's coach, is that something that you foresaw, you know, being a player yourself and then now seeing how you operate and run your team?
2: Well, you know, one of the sayings that I kind of hear too is, you know, the players don't care until they know you care. And I just want to make sure they understand that. But, you know, more importantly, the biggest thing is, you know, just trying to make sure we can keep them focused in on the task at hand. I I know there's been a lot of things that have swirled around us the last few years, but the one thing I I really appreciate is the way that they've played for us when we've gotten on the field. You know, um, I know two weeks ago we didn't play the way we wanted against Cleveland. And then coming into the last game, I know several people thought they would roll over and quit and that's not who they are those young men came out and they played to their abilities and it's funny because I know a lot of people said to me well that's who they can be no that's not who they can be that's who they are that's who they are I mean they have a chance to be a really good football team and they play that way that's who they really are and that's what I've tried to instill in them is that you know have the confidence to be who you are and 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 that was exciting and, and it was it was really cool to, 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 to talk with, uh, I, I talked to everybody but two guys, um, two guys that had some things they had to take care of, and I will talk with them eventually. But I have talked I talked to the entire roster, and coming out of that meeting, the, the positivity of, of what we're doing, I think, really echoed with them. And again, it's something that we most certainly can build on, we need to build on, and we need to pick up where we left off.
4: Uh, <clears throat> for both of you, um, you have said consistently you want to be a run-first team. Um, is that because of the personnel you have at quarterback
0: or is that a philosophical belief because most of the league seems to go the opposite way?
2: I think it's a philosophical belief. I mean, for me it is. Um, I, I, I've been involved with that. Uh, I think a big part of it is that you know, you've, you've got to be able to, to, to help your defense as well. You know, If you, if you look at a lot of the teams that, that do end up at the end where they are, most of them, Rush for over a thousand yards as, as as an offense, well over a thousand, I should say, and and I think they control the tempo of the game, and and I think that's what we need to do to win football games. We need to control that tempo of, of the game. You know, I do believe in a two-back system. Um, you know, I've had success with that, and I believe we had some pretty good success with it. Um, you know, unfortunately, both those young men out for us ended up on on, on injured reserve, but well, uh, B Rob wasn't injured. B Rob just didn't finish the last game but you know they're, they're, they're a talented group of guys and, and we've got to be able to use them. Um, you know, we've got some talented positions and we've got to be able to get the ball in those guys' hands.
4: I think we're all products of our experience in this league. You know? And in my experience here, the most success that I had was playing here and we were a run first football team and we were running back by committee football team. You know? um, and so that's what I've had success with uh, when we had success in Detroit. The, in 2014, it, we had a, a run first orientation. Uh, I know coaches had had a pretty good running back when you played too, you know, mm-hmm. in Chicago. You know, so I think we're products of that and what we've experienced, and that's where I've had the most success. And I know that late in the year, that becomes really, really important. And when you can't run the football late in the year, it makes it very, very difficult to advance, make the playoffs, or have have success in the playoffs. So that, that's why I think it's really important. And the physicality of the game, I think. Uh, is, is what can, can make a good team better, you know, or you know, an average team good. You know, when you can out-hit somebody, it gives you a chance to win every game. Also, as part of your self-evaluation the last two years, you've gotten off the slow starts. How do you self-evaluate OTAs, training camp, preseason, or what do you think you might look at in that regard?
2: I think one of the things that we have to take a look at is, is the injuries coming out of camp we had a lot of soft tissue injuries this year and it's, it's really the first time so far, the one major correlation that we found it was one of the warmest summers we've ever had. And so we probably have to take a look at how we practice when, when the temperature goes up. Um, that's probably one of the, one of the, one of the things, one of the other things that we're most certainly going to look at is, is working with another team. You know, I go back to some of the experiences I had in, in, in my previous start, our uh, stint. Um, we had a couple of, uh, we actually did it three times, and two of those three times we came out and we had really good years. So it's something we're going to take a look at also in this offseason. Ron, can you understand you won seven games your first year, you won seven games your second year, eight games the third year. Mm-hmm. Can you understand that fans could have a hard time seeing how that? how is that a big step forward? How did you make a step forward when the win total is essentially the same? I would like to say the play of our players, you know. Um We had some extraordinary circumstances and situations my first year. Uh, My second year, obviously, that was probably the most disappointing. But this year, you look at some of the things that we did, and you like to say, you know, they showed that they can come out and fight and play hard. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not easy. It's not simple. Coming back from where we were, uh, enduring the things that we've endured. um, You'd like to believe that people understand that, you know, somebody getting shot and not playing for four games, and he was a big part, and we tried to show that in the preseason. You think, hmm, okay, maybe, Um, you know, and that's all part of it. But again, I really do think that you look at some of the things that we've done, you look at the youth on this football team, how these young guys have played, look at the number of young guys we've put on the football field that played for us, that played meaningful minutes um, in big games and won, um, you like to think that that shows that they are growing, that they're developing, they understand what it takes now. so I'd like to think that that shows something. It's not always on what's on the one loss record that indicates whether you've grown a little bit or not. Um, it's been my experience that uh, winning certain types of games are important. And I think we did some of those things. You know, we've done it a couple of times where we, we beat the most, you know, the, the, the last undefeated team in games that we weren't picked to even come close. Um, we've handled those types of moments. So I think there's been some growth. I'm not saying we're there, but I'd like to think that we have a chance to get there. I thought last year we had a chance to take a step, and I do think we took a step. Am I disappointed we didn't get in the playoffs? Darn right I am. We had an opportunity to control our own destiny, and we didn't do the things that we needed to at the right time. You know, but there were some, you know, some, some things that we can't control. So the best thing we can do is control what we can, and that's the growth and development of our players. And how did you think Scott Turner did as offensive coordinator this year? I think Scott did his job did the things that he he tried to do and you know we're going to self-evaluate and go through that process
3: um for both of you um, back to uh, Duron Payne when you look back at the the philosophy that you guys had at the beginning of the year or in the offseason to not extend him at that point how do you look back at that decision now when you after considering the year that he's had and and just everything else
2: so using hindsight
4: <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> For philosophy,
3: I'm curious what was the philosophy at that point to not do it versus you know where you guys are at now
2: well I think again it's something you, you take a long look at you look at players that are playing and what's going on and what's happening and how well they've done consistently and stuff and you go through that entire process and then you come up with your decision
3: Part of the logic to a degree is, one, teams don't typically pay two defensive tackles, that kind of money, and then you have four defensive linemen drafted in the first round, and paying, extending everybody would be a challenge. That cha- all those things still remain in place. So how do you kind of work through that, or, you do, or do you dismiss that notion that you can't extend four of them or two defensive tackles?
2: Well, I think you've got to look at the impact he's going to have on your football team, whether he's here or he's not here, and then decide from that.
3: So is the franchise tag something you guys would consider, or is that so not something you would consider?
2: Um, well, I'm not going to
1: get into to the negotiations part, but when it comes to the negotiations, I'll let Martin answer that one. Yeah. Well, listen to Ryan Rivera and Martin Mayhew in the end of season press conference here on b and Philly on 106.7 The Fan.
4: Year this year, 11 and a half sacks. Um, you know, guy, guy played outstanding football this year. He's always been disruptive. He've al- he's always been in the backfield. He's always been around the ball, but well, this was the first year he really was finishing the way that he finished this year. So he played outstanding football for us. Um, it'd be difficult, you know, to move forward without him, obviously. Um, we have a plan, and we definitely want to get him back.
7: Okay, Four, five more. That, that'll finish me off. That's perfect, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> right, when, you, when you're big on talking to the players and team leaders and stuff, when you're doing your staff evaluations, how much do you take into account what f- sort of feedback you're getting from players?
2: Well, I take into account everything that I get, not just from players, but from, from, from coaches themselves, from, from what I look at, what I observe on the field, on the tape. I mean, there's a lot for me to consider going forward.
7: And then, when, again, looking at quarterback, how much does one game of Sam Howell, what does that do for you going forward in there, and, and how does that factor in the decision making, whatever you saw, mm-hmm. and you know how, how do you compare it against what might be coming out in the draft, et cetera?, that's exactly..
4: No just very, very small sample, but yes, it's, that's, that's a great point. We, we compare it with what's going to be available. What we've seen in practice from him has been very good. Uh, it translated very well to the game, uh, which that has not always been the case um, with, with with other players in the past. He practiced very well throughout the season, we gave him an opportunity late, and he went in and played the way that he practiced. And he's just got a very, very calm demeanor. Um, The guy has the right attitude. He's got a very quiet confidence about him. Uh, And and it's it's promising and it's good to have um, uh, Sam as an option as we move forward. And we're talking through what the other alternatives are right now.
7: Last thing on the quarterbacks for both of you guys, and going back to some of the Carson stuffer, do you look back and reevaluate the process good or bad right or wrong that led you to him Do you do you do you how much do you evaluate the process there
2: well looking at the process and you know which I have done gone back and looked at I I think all the stuff that we got was the stuff that you need in terms of evaluations you know it's just sometimes there's some things that are are unforeseen I mean again we didn't expect you know Fitz to to go down after 16 plays you know in in 2021 Um, and we didn't you know, we had a formula we wanted to use, and we didn't use it initially. And once we got to it, then we started to have the success. But, you know, by then, Carson was, uh, you know, he was out with the injury.
0: Um, along the same lines for both of you, um, Martin, you, you said that uh, Carson fit the style of play that you guys wanted to play. And then you ended up winning with Taylor, two pretty different quarterbacks. So I guess what are the qualities you're looking for at that position?
4: Yeah, well, I mean, obviously the guy has to be a, a, a leader. He has to have arm strength. He has to have an NFL caliber arm. Um, he has to be uh, a, a guy that can create off schedule that, you know, when things break down, he can make something happen that's positive. Um, and that, that's what we're looking for in that, in that position. And uh, some guys have some of those attributes that are stronger than others, but you have to have the complete, the complete package, you know. Um, and it really, again, it, the quarterback is one person on the field. Um, obviously, a very critical position touches the ball every single play, but what you have around him is really so important. You know uh, What kind of weapons do you have for him? What kind of defense do you have? Is he, is he playing from behind a lot? Um, is he able to get into a rhythm and stay on the field? Uh, or is the other team running the ball? I mean, the first couple of games, I think we were giving up about seven and a half yards of carry the first two games so we weren't able to get on the field and stay on the field consistently the other teams were driving the ball on us and keeping us off the field we couldn't get into a, any type of rhythm you know so all those things come into play and uh, uh it's difficult for one guy to come in and completely flip everything that's hard to do uh it's you have to have complementary football where you where you the defense helps out the offense uh the offense stays on the field keeps the other off, other offense off the field all those things are, are are needed to be successful um, and when we when we play with that formula when those things happened we had we had we play well um, and, and when we weren't able to those were the games that we didn't play as well in
3: considering your considering your draft position this year and the assets you traded last year, how aggressive can you be or how aggressive would you want to be? in either trading up or, or trading for a veteran, if, if that's the solution you land on?
2: Well, I think the biggest thing, more so anything else, is you know if we do like we did last year, we look at what the possibilities are, and one of the scenarios came up, and you gotta be willing to pull the trigger, and you know, as I alluded earlier, Martin did a great job in terms of that. We had talked about what the potential was, and as it started to come fruition, we, we did it. And we'll do the same thing, I think. We'll, we'll take a look at what the situations mm-hmm. are, what they could be. You know, we went through the scenarios. uh, We presented them to each other, talked about them. And the scenario that we thought was going to happen actually did. And and, and that was one of the cool things that we were, you know, we had gone through that and prepared ourselves for it. After saying year three was a big leap and making progress in the players play, but not necessarily the record. Do you feel like year four is really everything's on the line and this could be kind of the defining campaign for you too? We'll see.
5: Go ahead. With
3: that, I mean, if new owner comes in, it's it like, you know, that, you've
2: proved yourself, what do you think about the possibility of having? I, I, the only thing I can do is what I intend to do, okay? And I'm intending to coach this football team, do the best we can, and see what happens.
5: We've seen it with Terry. We've seen it with John. Um, you've got Cam Curl going into the last year of his contract. How do you guys approach that with a player that you said is really important to your defense?
2: Well, he is a part of what we're doing. But, you know, again, it's something that we have to look at, you know, and decide and figure it out. I mean, we've got players that that obviously we've got to be able to to get back on the football field and, you know, do what we have to do. And we'll see how it goes. I mean, again, we are definitely in in uh, in an evaluation process. See, the big thing you guys got to understand, too, is we can't answer those questions directly because, you know, if we do, we start telling everybody what we want to do players included and in their agents. You know, but these are all guys that, that we know they fit. We know they're what we part of what we want to do. So we'll go and see what happens.
5: Like with John Terry before him, is Cam a type of player you could identify as someone you want here for the long haul?
2: He is he is somebody that fits what we do. We you know again we just have to you got to be careful at this point. Because because I promise you you sit down and he, he goes to negotiate and the first thing a guy does is puts the paper out. And right it says, wow, you just see he's a very, 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 very important part. <laughs> and that's what we're trying to avoid. I mean, that's why we can't answer that question directly because we get it, we understand, and he is a part of what we're trying to do. But, you know, to sit here and play our hand right now, it's, it doesn't make sense for yeah. us.
4: And we, and we are still working through a lot of situations. And, you know, when you allocate resources in one spot, you don't have them for a different spot. And all that has to fit into what we're trying to do. So um, it's an ongoing process, an ongoing discussion. What's just the timeline then for, for veterans that you might make changes
5: with salary cap-wise? is that come closer to new league year, or is that part of the evaluation process?
2: That's part of the evaluation process, but, you know, Martin will tell you, that that's the stuff that we, when we start getting into the budget stuff next week that we're going to have to look at. All right.
4: Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks,
1: guys. All right, that's the end of the season press conference. Martin Mayhew and Ron Rivera, a lot of things said. Don't know how many things were actually said that they talked a lot. Let's say it like that. JP and I will come back. We're going to discuss this thing. But I'll close out with this real quick. All this talk about not saying something because people are going to learn, every team does it every damn year. If they single out somebody that's important to their team, they say they want to have him there for the lifetime. What the hell is wrong with just saying Cam Curl is important? Because we saw it. When he wasn't on the field, the team wasn't good. When he was on the field, they were fantastic. Yes, we want to have that guy back. That doesn't tell the agent any damn thing. we be
6: to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com/slash Odyssey Podcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
5: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
7: Plan
3: savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: Right back.
5: B Mitch and Finley 1067 The Fan Woo! I uh I just sat in that room and got to hear two accomplished men speak for about 30 minutes and I'm not sure I learned a heck of a lot, B. Um you know, I think you've got two dudes that played in the NFL and have worked in the NFL a long time and know what to say and what not to say, frankly. Yeah. yeah. Um I I have a few takeaways, I think. Um My biggest takeaway is I'm not expecting any major changes at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, the Scott Turner kind of non-answer wasn't exactly a ringing endorsement. Um, uh, I I believe it was Barry Svrluga that asked Ron directly, uh, you know, what did you think of Scott Turner's performance? Um, Hardly a ringing endorsement, I would say. Ron answered it. Relatively short on a day. Where did he did his co- job, is what he said. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give the full. So the full answer was, I think Scott did his job and did the things he tried to do. So we're going to self evaluate and go through that process. Now, earlier in the session, I asked Ron about, hey, you know, are you expecting staff changes to, to kind of? Ron's saying that he believes they're close, but he knows you know they need to get a little further. And I was like, well, are there major changes you would make to maybe get there? And, and, and Ron said, you know, I, I believe there's a fine line between making a move and making a move just to do something. Um, and, and I found that interesting. Um, but really be – here's he said there's a fine line when you start doing things and when you do them you have to make sure you're doing them for the right reasons. I don't think Ron wants to just do something to – be reactionary which i applaud but i also don't think you can just continue doing what you've been doing exactly because it hasn't really worked
1: yeah well you know it doesn't matter because it's not about winning it's about just so we say we take a step forward you know this is where there's a lot of things in that press conference that lost me and i'm going to say this it's kind of hard for a gm to sit there and give you his assessment when his boss is really the coach So I I didn't expect Martin to say anything, and just like he didn't say anything. Uh, When they finished up, and Ron was talking about, you know, if I say anything about you asking the questions about Cam Curl and this, that, and the other, if we say that we're going to tell people what we're doing, every team does it every year. Every team makes sure that the tools that are the leaders and the big-time playmakers on their team, they know they want them there. What the hell is so wrong with saying, Yes, we're going to do what we can to get Cam Curl here. You know, af- after people leave, don't they always tell us that we gave them the highest uh, offer and things of that nature to try and justify, we'll, well, try to make a scene? Tell us before he leaves some stuff, and maybe I'll start believing in you. You know, I, that that press conference to me was full of excuses. We didn't win because... Fitzpatrick got hurt. We didn't win because Carson got hurt. We didn't win because of this that no no no. We didn't win because David all just asked a question about, you know, people starting the season off slow and then he went to an answer about trying to trying to make practice easier. I I, I <laughs> What the hell I was, are you talking I about? I was wondering man? what
5: your reaction would be there. Dude, uh, it's DA, yeah. DA asked a a really good question. Like, this team has proved they can string together wins. They can put some stuff together. But they also have proved to start slow, and the last couple of years have faded late. And and DA said, how can you start faster? Would you reevaluate your OTAs? And Ron said, you know, when it's really hot, we've been getting these soft tissue injuries, and maybe we have to adjust to that, um, which which I found not what I was expecting. Um, and But he also said, and I think this would be important, that he wants to get – joint practices on the books. And I do think that would help the organization help. a lot.
1: But let me see. Miami, Tampa, Georgia. Houston. Houston, Saints. Um, you, you got Tennessee. It's hot down there at that time of the year. You know, I, I, there are teams that are in the – Charlotte. There are teams that are really in the hot weather. And, and if I am if, – if correct me if I'm wrong, but we had less injuries this year – going into the season than we did last year, going into the season, right? I mean, the year before. It was less in 2022 than there were in 2021. So you got easier with practice and less people were hurt. But once your season started, those injuries start to pop up. Listen, man, I understand the game has changed. But one thing I'm going to tell everybody, football is still football. It's still violent. It's still dangerous. And if you don't prepare your bodies for that, you're going to have a problem. It's this simple, Jay. You jog. You started jogging and stuff. If the first day you start, let's say you go and you jog, you go jog like a quarter of a mile, quarter of a mile, quarter of a mile, half a mile, half a mile. But the first day of practice, you have to go five miles. Do you think your body's going to be ready? So no. if we keep practicing at 50%, 50%, 50%, 50%, oh, everybody's healthy going into the season. Now that body has gotten used to 50%. The moment you go out there and you exert 75%, 80% to 100%, something is going to give. And that seems to happen a lot. But I would throw something right back in the face. Like there are other people that practice hard and they show up with no people hurt. Or they, when they show up with people hurt. The guy that had been practicing since that guy got hurt early, that guy is now ready to play. We act as if we choose a team of 53 people. We got an extra, what, 10, 15 practice squad guys. We make the choices on every one of those people. But do we not have faith that they can help us win? Because, yes, Carson got hurt. Fitzpatrick got hurt the year before. But you had a guy, Taylor Heinicke, who played the whole season prior on your roster, if you don't think you can win with those guys, why the hell do you keep them on your team? Because my little saying is, coach up 53, 60, 68, whatever it is out there, the total <laughs> amount, coach right. all of them instead of just coaching the people that start. What What, what is wrong with that? And and listen, if you, if you choose people and you go into the season with them and then when the starter get hurt, you say, well, I was starter got hurt. Well. Why did you keep that back up? Everybody on your team should be somebody you have faith in and you believe can do something for you. I want this team to be as successful as anything else, okay? Everybody does. But I am sick and tired of the damn excuses as to why stuff never works. It never works because there's always a player got hurt or this got hurt or that person got hurt. When the hell is something going to not work because I didn't get it done right? I was told if everybody do what I say do, I take all the blame, but in that press conference right there, all the blame went to something else happening. Nothing on him.
5: Sometimes when you get going, you are a brilliant, brilliant man. Don't go anywhere. We're going to open the phone lines up at noon. You are listening to Beamich and Finley.
1: Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Football fans, <laughs> call your own plays during the NFL playoff with FanDue, America's number one sports book. Because when you bet NFL same-game parlays from now through July through January 16th, all customers get up to $100 in free bets, win or lose. All you have to do is place a total of $20 or more on NFL same-game parlays or same-game parlays plus bets during the wild card round. The more you bet, the more you get free bets back. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a larger payday. You don't have to be a gambling or betting expert, All you have to do is go into FanDuel to the app. You can pick your own same-game parlays like quarterback over passing yards, a wide receiver anytime touchdown. How about a running back anytime anytime touchdown? You can get the running back over rushing yards. Even you can bet quarterbacks to throw an interception. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. If you're new to FanDuel sportsbook, you can also get up to $100 in free bets, win or lose, when signing up with promo code Brian, that's promo code Brian, B-R-I-A-N. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official Sportsbook partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner 106.7 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old or present in Virginia. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable free bet that expires seven days after receipt. Match free bet is $100. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call one 800
6: If
3: your day sounds like We need the report ASAP You deserve Modelo If you've persevered through You deserve this rich golden lager With a crisp but refreshing taste Or if you overcame two more.
1: Rest, two more.
3: You deserve this ice cold reward Madela, the mark of fighter Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois
1: Gambling. Something that you never had. All right.
5: High noon. We'll open the phone lines up. If you haven't heard any of the Ron Rivera press conference, uh, get out of the rock you live in. Um, We're going to play some clips. Um, The headlines to me, I'm not expecting a lot of changes. Uh, Brian, you were Mm -hmm. in the NFL 14 years. You've been around the game most of your adult life. They haven't even met with ownership yet, and they're not meeting with them until next week? Well, You, you then, think anything's changing out here?
1: Well, I think ownership is going to be changing. That's why I haven't so, never met with ownership. I, I get it, but talk about a lack of urgency, dude. Well, but the uh, thing about it is you don't know the new owner coming in, and the fact that they said next week, maybe something's going to happen next week.
4: Mm.
5: Maybe. I, I, <laughs> I don't think it that quickly, but, you know, Ron was asked if they feel like they're in limbo. And he's like, no, I'm here to coach a team. And what the hell but, can he say? Of course he's but, in Lippa.
1: But I stated that earlier. And I, no matter if it's, it's a changing or not, you need to be going forward as if you're trying to get something done. And you need to be making the right moves. You know, I, I listened to, like, I'm going to go back to like, some of those things that Dave was asking. Like, he asked them, are you all a run first team because of the person that you have at quarterback? Oh, no, 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 no. It's just a, it's a way we like to do it. Listen, man. The NFL used to be. Martin said that, yeah, Ron played with Walter Payton, and this yes, I was in Washington. But guess what? The league is no longer that. If you have a running back Barry Sanders-esque, okay, I understand. But if you got Bri- Derrick Henry. Brian Robinson is a good running back. Very good running back. Outstanding. But you've done this for three years, so it's not nothing to do with Brian Robinson. So you've been trying to do the same type of style, but the whole thing of it is. I don't think they've had a quarterback who can sit back in the pocket and spin it with the best of them since they've been here. And now they made the choices for the quarterback. The first year, I, I, I give you a pass for the first year. The next two, you chose for it. And, and I wonder, for real, like, do they really understand, like, in a the, in the game of football today, if you have a guy who could throw the football, okay, and he's a legit passer, that makes that running game even more potent. When you flip it over, you you throwing the ball in the air. The rules now favor the offense that throws the football. The offense that runs it, when you start running, yeah, down the stretch, we're going to see, at the end of the thing, we're going to probably see people like the Eagles, they run the ball. But guess what? We found out that uh, Jalen can throw the football. Pat Mahomes is going to be out there. They run it effectively, too, but they throw the ball way better. Joe Burrow, they can run the ball. Okay? But they, he is an unbelievable passer. How about uh, let's go to the uh, up there? At Josh Allen, he can run the ball. They run it. He runs the ball himself, but he can so spin the hell out of it. Yes, this it is important to have some level of running down the stretch. But you need to be able to throw the ball. Tom Brady, he can pass the ball like hell. But down the stretch, the New England Patriots are one of the best rushing teams out there. But you got to get to that point. See when it's going on from. September, October, before it starts to get frigid, how about stack up nine, ten wins? Let's see how we can do it like that. Then you can run the ball to death on people, but you're not gonna run it for the whole time because you, just like I, witness a young man who was a hell of a running back tell you how beat up he was. And did and he play? some of that's being a rookie, but some of it is some of it is being a strategy. rookie. But still, how many games did he play? Wasn't sixteen, was it? Maybe eleven. Okay, so eleven games. So he next came back year, week
5: five, and he didn't play week eighteen. So so five to seventeen is twelve,
1: but there was a buy in there, so eleven. Okay, so eleven games. Next year he's gonna play all sixteen. And, and and listen, man, dudes get beat up in this game. Running backs will definitely tell you they get beat up. So ultimately, you need to take pressure off of them as well. Like Martin talked about how you play. This complementary level of football. Complementary football is not just offense, defense, it could be running game, passing game. So if you can help your running back because you can pass the ball effectively, guess what happens? They don't have seven and eight in the box. Now Brian Robinson is even more effective because he's running against less people. And then if they got to split, they got to spread them out and play the defense honestly then you can pick them apart if you have some level of a good, very good passer with a running game.
5: The passing thing just remains a massive (laughs) question, right? And they're like, I mean, I I, I said, yo, you've tried veteran quarterbacks for two years and it hasn't worked. How does that impact your process going forward? And they're like, we're not going to change our process. And then somebody asked specifically about the evaluation process that landed them with Carson Wentz. And they said, yeah, the process was right, but, you know, unforeseen things happened. you got to reexamine that process. The process that lands you Ryan Fitzpatrick and Carson Wentz in consecutive years has got to be reexamined. And if you are seriously dismissing that because of injuries, I, I disagree.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you on that. They have to stop the, the excuses and the injury thing because – Injuries are a part of football and injuries happen every year. Okay? Unfortunately, we seem to have, we use that as a major excuse every year. So we got to change something up. And I would say instead of trying to make it easier, get your guys ready to play football. Not Um, get your guys ready to go out there and just be able to say that they were healthy week one. Because week one doesn't end the season. Week one does nothing for you. You need them to be able to be. A... What happens when you practice a little bit more, a little faster, a little harder, a little bit more intense? You know what you begin to learn that sometimes when you feel a little something, it is not really anything. You can still play with it. You know when when people start jogging and running for the first. I was watching this thing with Muhammad Ali and he was running with this uh, reporter. The reporter said, well, my doctor say when, uh, work, when exercise becomes a strain, you should just stop. And Muhammad Ali started talking to him about, you know, when you start to feel that pain, that's just, you know, you got to push a little bit more. You, know, you never know how far you can go. And then he said, when you start feeling that, then you're halfway. And the reporter stopped. Muhammad Ali kept running. See, what we got to realize is, yes, we have athletes on this squad, and they are going to normally do what the coach says, and sometimes the coach can help or hurt. And if you keep aligning the easiness and, oh, they a little sore today, instead of pushing them through it, when they get in competition against guys that have been fighting through it and going to that other side, then, see, they're stopping like the, the reporter. The other guys are doing like Muhammad Ali. I want the people to go where Muhammad Ali went. And a coach can help that.
5: Let's do this. Let's open the phone lines up, 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, open now. What's your reaction to Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew explaining the downfall of the 2022 season and what to look ahead for the 2023 season? I wanted to read this. This is from Tom Laveros' Twitter. Um, He's uh, quoting, ron today he said commanders coach ron rivera in his season review press conference tuesday it's not always on the win-loss record to show you've grown or not compare that to rivera at the start of 2022 training camp i'm here to be judged on that okay the judgment starts with winning or losing Phone <laughs> lines open thank we you want, tom we want your calls when we return on B, Mitch and finley